Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. And it's a sunny, sunny summer day, summer solstice, longest day of the year. What's up, Shanluk? So what time does the sun set today where you, you are at? I checked it right before you end on. It should set exactly at 9.33. Wow, 9.33 p.m. Yeah. yeah. Sure enough, it's quite boring when it comes to this stuff. Because the sun still sets at seven. It's the same. There, there, the same. there is no, no difference. It's, it's like it's five minute difference. Throughout. No, it's, it's half an hour. It's, it's half an hour. But it's, it, it's still, it's compared to the north where you are. It's, I mean, it's, it's all very, very different. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's a different kind of episode. You didn't throw me under the bus, but I'm going to explain what's going on. I just jumped out of another live session to, to catch this one. I, I didn't say anything yet. You're... But life is hectic at the moment. Let's, let's keep it at that. Life is very hectic at the moment. And I'm happy to A, be able to do social confos with you and keep the weekly ritual. But we just watched the, the, the match between Suriname, Suriname and Haiti, a CONCACAF championship. On How did that go? School. Short recap. And then we can... We have a talented play. team. We, we have a really talented team, but at this point it's just talent and yeah, do you, do you know how it feels like to have talent, but not be the best because others have more experience than you. Yeah. Others have, a, others have one specific skill set that's more important than the skill sets that you have for that particular situation. It's, it's, it's something like that. So, and especially in team situations, right? Synergy also matters. Like, yeah, yeah. Synergy. How long have you been together? How long do you interact together? So these are basic. And that's why I like team sports, by the way. So I'm big on team sports because team sports have helped my managerial skills, to be, to be quite honest. Gotcha. Uh, it, it, it does help in leadership. It does help understand group dynamics. It does help you identify strengths and weaknesses of others. So from that perspective, yeah, I'm, I'm quite, quite happy. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you're still dealing with people, right? And it's managing people's expectations and, you know, their, their emotions and everything that comes with it. But co coming back to social convos. So I'm wondering, you said hectic day had that covering that game. How is the past few weeks, I guess, life evolved or devolved with this virtual space? Because, you know, my situation. So has they have things shifted or so, you know, cause you are out, out of it for a few weeks as well. Right. So, yeah, so that there's a lot of pressure there. There's an immense amount of pressure to, to perform well. And it's actually a positive pressure in the sense that I miss three weeks of my life. And for me, three weeks is quite a lot. Basically, if I look at my schedule uh, and what I managed to do, which I'm quite proud of is things like social convos, things that I've been doing for a while and things that are important to me, I'm giving them enough priority that I'm able to do them. I'm not giving them enough priority to properly grow the way I want it to grow, but I'm giving it enough priority that I'm keeping on doing it instead of getting in a situation where I came from 
where basically I had 50 desks a day and 10 of those 50 desks were things other people wanted me to do. Yeah. So is there anything in particular that you like scrap, like, okay, this is non-negotiable. No, I just, I just structured my life in such a way that there are three windows, three windows of opportunity a day where our executive assistant jumps in and says, okay, I'm going to plan a meeting there. And those are the only three windows. So you have a 10 o'clock window in the morning, 11 o'clock window, and I think a three o'clock window. Those are the only three windows of an hour there are to basically say like, hey, Shaluk, I need this done. I need your help with it. Can you do this for me? All the other time slots are slots that I've configured in something that I need to do or I want to do. So that's, that's, so that's, that's the idea about it. We don't talk about MBO today. Okay. Sure. If, if you don't want to talk about it, there's a, there's an interesting conversation there, but we won't dive into that. But, but so and the event, gotcha. Yeah. So the biggest, the biggest thing, Diego, is I decided to completely structure well. And it's good doing that because then you see like where the nuances are and why you sometimes have to defer from it. So for instance, today I had a situation where I had two meetings or two tasks that were scheduled for an hour, but both almost ran for three hours which means all the tasks that were supposed to be done, yeah, which yeah. were mostly nice to haves, not must haves, are going to be rescheduled to probably next week. Or if I'm unlucky, July. And basically I can already say like, if you come up with something new and it's in no way connected, most of the times I will be able to Bring you into contact with somebody else who can do it. But if you want me to do it, it's going to be the end of July. So it's, it's the, the benefit of structuring, completely structuring is that you really see like, oh, I really don't have time for this. I really don't have time for that. And that helps because you progress, you procrastinate less as well. Yeah. Like, and it's especially when, well, once you get the rhythm down, it, it's easier to, you know, you, you know, what's allocated, but. I never get rid of them. <laughs> I don't. So some things just stick. Like drinking a liter of water every day. Like that's something that's very important to my dad. He says like anything with sugar you drink, basically you have to drink the same amount of water to completely mm. rinse it as well. So drinking a liter of water is like one of the things that just stop. And, but it's not like a routine. Like there are certain routine elements, but it's not like it's always at the same time of the day, the same amount kind of routine. Okay. So going on that routine. So we routinely also went live on your Facebook. Why did you decide to remove Facebook? Is it just so, for today or? The other, the other life is still going, by the way. The life that I jumped out of. Oh. The other, the, the, the life that I jumped out of to join Social Confos. And that's on your Facebook. So, and Social Confos is in that sense, more important part because it's a routine based thing that we do every week. So I had to let go of that show for Social Confos because that's the commitment we made. That show usually doesn't run on Tuesday. So I decided I have to be able to get out. 
Yeah. Okay. So it's just, it's just one of instance. No, no, no. Here's okay. the thing. It's it's not necessarily one of instance. It just so happens to be that it's still running on my my Facebook account. And that's the, finally the opportunity because I've been considering doing social convos and not have it be on my Facebook account. And now we've done it. So I want to try this out. Can keep it out. It does. It, it of course for the views it's difficult, different because Facebook does have the biggest audience. So for me to take it out of Facebook, it it will definitely impact the views. Well, uh, I, I don't think it is as consequential at the the stage we are now. But yeah. Well, it is. It is. It's 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 at least a hundred, two hundred views that you kind of just lose. Whether these people stay for two minutes, whether they stay for thirty seconds, it 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 does remove a certain amount of visibility and I'm still considering whether I should actually continue to do this one on my profile and do the sports one on my page. That's the consideration that I'm making, but I haven't been able to let go. But if now I actually experience this without it, so it's going to make it easier to remove it. Okay. Got it. So let's yeah. talk summer solstice a bit. So you've lived in the Northern hemisphere, Netherlands for quite a few years. So you've also experienced like these shifts in longer days, longer nights. I experienced the day where the sun never fully went down. I was studying in Helsinki. I was studying in Helsinki around this time. Not that exactly around this time. It was... Yeah, it's so, summer is just starting. Yeah, it was. June, it was. June, July. Yeah. I, I think I went there in March. And I still till the end of May. Yeah. Something like that. So at the end of May, 2009, we went through not completely the northern part, but relatively far north in Finland. And at 3 a.m. in the morning, there was still this glaze, this orange glaze. Yeah, I think the... Alaska or one of the northernmost parts of the world on a particular day, it's probably today, has the almost 24 hours like sunlight. Yeah. There's just no night. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I, I think that was, it, it was a very cool experience to be three o'clock in the morning, still able to see each other without actual yeah. uh, artificial light. You just see each other. You can still completely interact. It's not dark. So that's, that's, I think, one of the coolest experiences I, I have. But, but if you bring that back down, uh, right, so the, the more south you go, the more civilization. I think, say, the Finland is pretty up north. Yeah. Netherlands is a bit more situated uh, between 9 and 10 p.m. Yeah. Where at the latest, I think. So how did that impact, I guess, like work slash school? Uh, yeah, like I, I, productivity or okay it's it's first of all it's different being a student in the netherlands compared to working working there so that's one thing to consideration i think the biggest impact it has is when you're a child so when you're a child say like you're six years old and you're used to going to bed when it gets dark so oh it's getting dark i'm gonna go to bed and then it's summer and then it's 9 p.m and you're like but it isn't dark yet, so can I stay up? Because it isn't dark yet. So as a child, I think it has the biggest impact. As for if you're a student, yeah, Comedy Central, when I was studying, there was 
a certain Comedy Central schedule, programming schedule. And I think it was Frasier, the show Frasier, mm-hmm. that ran between half past 12, so half past midnight until one o'clock in the morning. And then one o'clock in the morning, the really good shows would start. Like the, the fun stuff. But it was midnight programming for a reason because it was, if you were awake at that hour and you had a half an hour, you would just, you know, then, okay. Then you just, you can just watch it. So basically between 1230 and one o'clock in the morning, you had the window to jump out and say like, I'm going to go to bed. But if you kept the TV running and it started one o'clock and you're a student and you don't always have a responsibility the next day, you could end up saying like, oh damn, it's five o'clock. I yeah, yeah. to go to bed. So, and I think in a sense it was easier then because now with YouTube and Netflix, you're no longer, you can no longer blame the programming basically because Netflix is just there. YouTube is just there. So if you want to spend from one o'clock in the morning till four o'clock in the morning, just binge watching your favorite show and you don't have any internal motivation or discipline to stop yourself, you're just going to go. There's, there's nothing holding you back, basically. The, had, have you ever had like trouble, like getting to sleep cause of like too much light or is it has yeah. that been inconsequential for you light or no, dark? It's, there's, there's no connection for me there. How about yeah. you? Sometimes, yeah, depending if, if, if it's still light, it like, it's a mental trick it plays on you sometimes like, okay, you, you know, as you said, you don't feel it yet, that, that child mindset. And I think especially when you're not used to it, if you're experiencing it for the first time, I think for the first few days or weeks, it's, it's, it's going to throw you off. But that comes also with travel. I think if you travel to a different time zone, you'll have that jet lag and everything. So uh, I, I wouldn't be able to necessarily pinpoint it down to only the light, but also the jet lag. But having lived 10 months in New Zealand, experiencing both of that, well, what I basically did uh, when it turned dark late, is like just cl- close the blind, just to simulate darkness and get, get that feeling. Because New Zealand is the other way around, right? Yeah. So it's probably, it's first of December is probably the day with the most light. Winter starting now in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. The Southern hemisphere is like the opposite, but <laughs> yeah. we, we usually see in, in the media things happening in Europe, North America. Yeah. So the Northern hemisphere, so summer is mostly associated with June, July, but the Southern hemisphere, like Argentina, New Zealand, Australia, it's quite the opposite. That's quite interesting. So the, the, the team of today is kind of inspired by Tracy York. Tracy right. York is, uh, is, uh, she's like the, the godfather of Hyde. Also the one that's making Godfather sure. or Godmother? Godmother. <laughs> or, or, or the fairy. It depends on how you want to view it. And she basically, is the reason why Hive Chat still exists. Hive Chat is a weekly tweet chat about Hive. And today she came up with the idea of why don't we talk about something and then you tell us what's positive about it. Give me one positive and one negative about it. 
So most of the time we do overrated, underrated, but it's good to have a perspective on, on both sides, why something would work or why something wouldn't work. So basically the, that was, the, yeah, 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 that was the idea behind it. And uh, of course we can copy one of two or one or two questions from live chat, but just the idea, the in general, and we can just shoot I, concepts ahead of each other and then say like, okay, give me one good thing and one bad thing. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's start with this over so it's a long base. Yeah. So what, what, what's the, what's one positive thing about the sun setting at 9 PM and what's what, what negative? I think we covered the negative. It's like you only at 10 PM realize like, oh, wait, half of my evening is gone already. I think that's for me the biggest one. Yeah. I, I guess if you look at a positive side, you, you have more daylight and I think from a creator perspective, if you're into visual media, uh, if the sun is setting later, you have longer, like golden hours, longer soft light. So in these times, it's great to go outside and, you know, use that natural light to your advantage because there's less uh, energy use as well. And yeah, from that creative perspective, you can do more during the daylight. But also if you have a tight schedule during the day. It's easier because if the sun sets very early, it's like, oh, we, we can't shoot at night or we have to then do a night scene. But if, if the sun only sets at, after 9 PM, you still have that window that you can first finish your day work or yeah. job and then shoot afterwards or do the thing that you want to do afterwards. And it's still light. So that's definitely a, a very, very big advantage in it. Yeah. And the negative is, as you said, your sense of day or time gets modeled up so it gets completely right you, you, you need to be self-aware on what you do during the day so what do you have in mind for for the next one let's pull one or two from the hive chat and then we'll we'll riff off give us some time to take okay. a few, a okay. bit. cryptocurrencies good or bad yeah one good one bad well the the bads obviously despair happening right now. No, I, I'd say the bad is lots of scams and things that surround it on, on bad intent. So lots of people using that vehicle to, yeah, misuse to promote bad intentional cryptocurrency or tokens. Yeah, it's, it's, it's completely unregulated and followed out at the moment. I think that's. That's definitely the, the biggest problem. I won't call it unregulated anymore, but I'd say well, it's well, there, there's, No, no, I like the judicial system is not really involved yet. Like there is, there is some regulation, but it's, it's really limited and it's only in certain countries. Exactly. But keep keeping to the part, yeah, that's obviously one of the, the negative sides, bad sides. I'd say the positive side is accessibility for especially the developing world. Yeah. That is one of the very, very plus sides I see accessibility to people who don't have access to traditional systems, traditional banking systems, whatnot, being exposed to a more global ecosystem. But is it reaching them though? Yeah, I, I would say yes. I would say yes. 
looking at uh, developments happening happening in Africa. I, I I won't say the masses yet, but if you compare it to people that don't even have the access to traditional, some of that portion is already using these means to you know transact within borders, but also with uh, outside borders. Look looking at Latin America, especially like El Salvador, Venezuela. The, these countries that have imploded with, you know, hyperinflation and everything. I also feel that it helps with the overall education of understanding economics. Oh yeah. Yeah. Understanding yeah. Investing. Th- that, that is, I think yeah. one of the biggest side effects it has when people enter that uh, space. Yeah. I think it really uh, helps to get, get a, a broader sense of, of how investing works, how economics works, not necessarily international economics or macroeconomics, but getting right. a feel of how. Yeah. The, the, the concept of transacting and money. Yeah. And also, yeah, I think, I think it really, it, it, it really is underrated on, on that aspect, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see, let's pull up veganism. Good or bad? Okay. The good is easy. You're much more well aware of what you put into your body. I mean, if you have vegans who are like, yeah, I don't eat meat and they don't really dive into the, yeah, yeah. to, to the theory behind it and, and thinking on what's the importance of vegan, but also understanding what you're eating. They're like, yeah, I'm vegan. I don't eat meat. And that's just it. And you have people that are like, okay, I'm going to find out what I like to eat. And what can, what natural products can I use that kind of replace what I enjoy eating and still feel like they eat the same, have the same enjoyment from eating, but eat just eating healthier, uh, and, and more response, taking more, uh, ownership and responsibility towards, uh, certain aspects of, of life. I'm, I'm going to be very careful there because not all vegans are doing it for a better, a better world or a better earth. Some are just doing it because they don't want to kill animals. Some are just doing it for their own personal health. So there's, there's different layers to it, mm-hmm. to be honest. But I think the biggest upside of veganism is that you get more aware of what, what goes into your body. And what would you say is a downside? There's so many downsides. <laughs> there's so many. Pick one. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm just going to get personal here. It's not really a downside, but I can't eat. I, I can't no longer eat steak. <laughs> I can't no longer eat. I mean, right, the, the plant-based burgers are great. Fine. They're going to get there eventually. But I love my meat. Yeah, that's, that's a oh, fair and point. If you, if, you, if you take one uh, positive and one or negative, what, what would you say? say the, the the positive is definitely that awareness on how nutrition etc works so if, if you're looking at from a personal health perspective that that is a plus but one downside i see is that this is more like as a movement wise it's getting too overhyped and that people are doing it for the sake of being part of the mainstream and not consciously doing it for as you mentioned, yeah, the, the, the different reasons. The superfoods thing is really interesting, but it, it all comes down to the same thing. Like people who are doing it for the hype, 
people who are like really aware and, and actually researching, even though research doesn't always make sense or isn't always good, but at least they're constantly trying to improve what they're doing. And, and this, this continuous improvement, that's always a good thing. Yeah, but that's if, if you yeah. look at the natural evolution of how yeah. we humans eat. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm going to be honest, the main reason why not necessarily, I don't feel like and the, the tipping point for us not to hurt society is relatively, we're not even close to the tipping point and we're most likely not going to get there because there's overconsumption. And the main problem is there's overconsumption and because out of greed, it will be overproduced. And then you can make a statement like, and that's where crypto gets interesting because you can create a situation where like the demand is just not enough and uh, companies will have to tone it down and dial down or just go bankrupt because people are no longer purchasing the meat. But yeah, that tipping point is so far on that I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure that, that that's going to work. And if I look at my ecological footprint, uh, and you're seeing it, uh, my biggest problem to this earth is that I travel by plane too much. And basically, if you travel once a year by plane, you can't. But then, the, 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 that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a big footprint for most people if you look yeah, at you've, you've percentage wise of you know already. ecological. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Let's go on. I, I actually have a few more fun ones to go okay, through. Okay, the, go you, you got one. No, go ahead. Well, I'll just, I'll just let you go. Have you heard of the Dali Mini AI? Dali Mini AI. Or the Dali AI. Yeah. The, the Mini is just in uh, one of the iterations. How do you spell that? D-A-L-L space E or dot E. Okay. E. So basically what it is, it's that the AI has evolved as such that it can create art based on a very complicated text description. Found it? Go ahead and explain to me what, what the positive is of this, aside from hopefully some kind of innovation that will probably use the That's what I'm laying up for you. <laughs> Did you see any positive or negatives with this? Oh, this is so much. Like, can we just keep it to regular meat? <laughs> wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be better if you just kept it to regular beats like what's one positive about beats and what is one negative about beats <laughs> but the, the, this is more interesting <laughs> okay go ahead then you do the AI one I just listen because I, I, I'm not getting it I'm not okay okay it. yeah on one end it's a, a a good side would be a great way to iterate simple ideas or thoughts if you want to illustrate something or get a feel of how something would look like Elon Musk strapped on a rocket getting shot towards Mars and it will generate something like that. You, you could describe a scene like a, a koala eating a banana lying down in a hammock. How did that look? So it, it, it's to spark inspiration ideas and get really so, quick so, iterations. So who gets ownership when it comes out? Because you put it in and it comes out. And so who has ownership of the actual official? I don't know. And I don't care at this point because there's no, I, I don't see regulation. I, I'm looking at it at a pure creative standpoint on AI. But if, if we're talking about the bad side, there's all these things going to come with public domain and everything. Who gets ownership? 
But I mean, this is killing me. I mean, like, who gets ownership? Like, can I go and put in an awesome text and then say, like, this is my NFC collection? Yeah, like, that's the question. Well, who gets ownership? Do you want to open that can of worms on, on the whole ownership thing? Like, really go down to the root? No, but I mean, yeah, we have to. I mean, like, let's be honest. We're, we're getting in a situation where people are creating digital art or digital, yeah, digital assets. And how will you evaluate them? I had the discussion. I had the discussion about NFTs and even sports NFTs. Like NFTs that are worth like $5 now, $20 now. Most likely, if they have like a high bit code, they're just going to go to $1 at the end of it. Like, yeah, that's basic supply and demand. That's, yeah. that, that's price valuation. But we're, we're talking about ownership here, like owning something, like assigning ownership. And if, if you look at traditional art, let's remove NFT from the equation for a second. No, no, but listen, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit further because we're talking about art. But at a certain point, if the midcode gets high, it's no longer art. It's just a poster you can buy at Walmart. So you won't consider a poster art? Yeah, but no, no, but what I mean, like, it's like, uh, it you loses its complete uniqueness. Like, yeah. the thing that makes art great is most of the times, there's one of a kind. Well, what's, in what context are you defining art here? Because the way you're describing it, I'm feeling like very, like, fine art, like, limited piece, like... Yeah, beat it or something. Yeah, but even but even even a Banksy, even like street art, like if there's a, a a large large amount in circulation, it kind of it becomes a collectible. It's no longer art. It's more of a collectible than it's art. Yes, but I don't see the the, the problem there in your. I'm not saying it's a part a problem. I'm just saying like from an ownership perspective. If there are billions of it and everybody values it at $1, it no longer matters. But if there's five of them. No longer matters to who? The ownership aspect. Like if the value is close to zero, the ownership aspect doesn't matter. If somebody copies something from you and it's worth a dollar, you're like, yeah, sure, I'll go ahead and copy it. If somebody copies something from you and the original piece that you own is worth $10,000, it matters to you. But if it's like a $1 difference, it doesn't matter to you. So does it matter because it's highly valued in? Yeah, that's, that's how I think about it, but I could grow. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to get, get, yeah. get across. So I, I, yeah. I think it's, it's very nuanced and we, we can't put all that under one umbrella. So that's why I was asking, yeah. like, do you really want to go to the root Maybe definition not. of ownership? <laughs> that's because that goes layers yeah. deep. <laughs> and if you're going to have to look at all the regulations in different regions, then it gets very convoluted. So what fast. Say, do you feel about the value? What's one yeah. positive? So, so the positive side is it, it can spark creativity, getting ideas or a quick picture in your mind to, you know, iterate or create something really fast that you thought of just to see how it feels, just to get inspiration. The downside, the negative is... Of course, as AI gets more intelligent, it can be misused. As it is now, it is still a tool to be used by humans and humans can misuse a tool. And on the other end, we don't know 
how this can further evolve in 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 the okay safety side. side. So talking about AI, are you more on Elon Musk's side or on Nafal's side? So the Elon Musk side is kind of like worried about how far AI is evolving and worried that it will, or there's potential for it to control us. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas Nafal is saying like AI is at such an early stage. Like it's only getting to basic functions at the moment. And the worry part is only going to come when you can wire it to have its own brain. But now what AI is, it's just taking very small, very small. It's still unpredictable. It isn't sentient yet. Completely predictable. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have emotion in the equation at all. Yeah, I, so, I, I, I would... At this point, I would still lean more towards Naval's side on it's still very early stage. I think the the sentient stage of, you know, a post-apocalyptic world is still far off. And I don't think we'll see that within our lifetime, but it is something to be conscious of. But I lean at this point more towards the still early, still interesting, but be conscious of it. Okay. What's the next one you got? You don't got anything for me? I, 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 no, I, if it's something pops up, which I find interesting. Okay, okay. You, do you want to go a, a controversial one first or a fun one? Yeah, sure. Let's let's do the controversial one first and the, and the fun one later. Okay. And next. Central bank digital currencies. CBDCs. Positive and negative. The benefits are actually that the adoptability and the mainstream will pick up. I think that's a, that's a major plus. Mm, okay. The absolute downside is going to be completely centralized and politically used. It's definitely a problem. Yeah. And I think China had its own form like that already implemented, right? Where every citizen is, has a like record, like. The China situation is much more extreme than that. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole big, big brother system all over. Like if you make, if you do a felony, you cannot get a loan. Those kind of, kind of things. And basically they own, the government owns all your data. It's, it's a really interesting system. I do have to ask before you answer it. Did you follow the bird board Ajax club hashtag? Mm, no, I have, I haven't been on uh, CT for the past week, really yeah. following up. NFT NYC is actually ongoing right now. So yeah. there's a lot of, I need, I need to catch up to, but I haven't uh, seen there, it. There's some interesting stuff. I will keep, I'll, I'll, if I we're going to use it in a future episode, but uh, definitely read up on her. I, I saw, NFT I think a photo of people on strike with science and stuff. On yeah. NFTs in general, but not not the a no, 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 the word the word APS club is they're they're burning the 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 Twitter Twitter is is burning them up, but but there's a story behind it. One of the creators changed his name to something, but you have to research it. I won't mention it. I I won't give it away because otherwise we can't talk about it in the in the future. But going back to the one positive and one one negative, what what would you say could be your positive 
negative. For central banks, stable bonds, right? Central bank digital currency is not even stable. Oh, no, stable. No, this general digital. Oh, central bank digital currencies. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, wow. I just even more. Oh, that, yeah. could, that could be a complete shit show, you know? Like, I want to destroy this country. I'm just going to destroy their digital currency. It's that. Like, it's, it's just the Venezuela situation. But then instead of with paper money, with, with digital money. Yeah, it, it's more control. You, cash is hard to track and control. But yeah. if you have control over the digits, over the banks, that's, as you said, a very shitty situation. And I, I, I'm, I'm not really for that. But if, if I have to look for an upside, the upside I see in it is the introduction to digital currencies and cryptocurrencies and then moving away from it. So that's the upside. Yeah, I see like introducing the masses towards that concept, but the masses being aware enough to move away from it. That's the second thing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, the downside is obvious, like total control. Like uh, if you look at the few months ago, I think the, the situation in Canada, right? With the, the strike on the truckers and then the government basically forced people that they can't uh, use their banks anymore. If it's fully central bank digital currency, that gets total control. So they can decide, yeah, you can only use this money to basically buy bread at the grocery stores. You can't use it to buy a car, for example. Then you get like an allowance allotted for certain things. That's an interesting take. That is something that might work and that might have my interest. Could only use it on certain things. Do you, you, you're pro for that? Yeah, actually, I am. Would you care to elaborate? So here's the, here's the thing, because everybody is entitled to their own opinion. Every adult should be free to make decisions themselves. Yes. But going to extreme is never good. Mm -hmm. So what you have happening is that people have like no financial, like no financial control, no financial understanding, and they just overspend on everything and giving like part of the budget, like giving part of a salary for certain basic needs is actually a good thing because it guarantees that you will spend at least a certain amount on your money on things your or your family definitely needs. Instead of you being able to gamble it at all, of course, there are going to be loopholes. Of course, of course, there are going to be loopholes, but it, it does provide an extra, and I'm in general, not for control mechanisms, but when it's a, a big group and people just need guidance, and that's the main reason why they take poor decisions. We don't they, they don't get that guidance. You should be able to give that guidance. And you could even go to extend that. If you can prove that you are able to pass a certain test, then the digital currency is removed and you get actual cash. I, I don't even mind that one. But then at least there's a way, because here's the thing about where we're going with our, with, with our society. We constantly are like, yeah, I want my own opinion. I want my own right. I want to be able to do whatever I want. But at a certain level, these become like really terrible decisions. 
like really, really terrible financial decisions. And if there's a way that you can like educate, but also help, that why wouldn't that work? You, you do need kind of a, a leftist or a very strong right uh, way government to be able to pull it off, but it's possible. Yeah. So uh, what you're saying or, or what I'm hearing you say is as long as it's to guide and educate. So that education part is important to be responsible. And if certain people are, if they decide they are able to opt out of the system. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give a similar example. It's not the same, but the, the, the overall strategy or concept behind it is the same military duty. Mm-hmm. If you're between the age of 18 and 35, I think, or 18 and 25, you have to serve at least one year of military duty in your country. Like there's several countries that have that system. Yeah. Most countries do not, but it does work because going into the military for a, for a year, especially for a young adult, it breaks a certain structure. Yeah. It's also skills. You get disciplined and you often don't lose that discipline because like with all in you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like all these 30 day challenges and then you fail at day 27 and you never pick it up again. No military dude is like, you're going to do that every freaking day and it's going to be in your system and you're going to be serious about it. And there's this funny story about one of the guys, uh, from the men's uh, volleyball team that they would always go to his room when they were like at tournaments and he would always go to his room because he was in the military and his room was always tidy and like always cleared up and everything. So uh, that's, that's, that's something that I'm definitely saying like, yeah. And and from the same perspective with military uh, assignments and military duty for young adults, the same idea with using that digital currency from a central bank to say like, Hey, if your salary is 5,000 a month, a thousand just goes and you can only use this for this because most people are like, yeah, but give me the money. I decide for myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They ate fast food and then they get overweight or they and then you're like, yeah, but like, you're not going to get unhealthy from eating fast food once a month or twice a month. You're going to get unhealthy if you do it every freaking day. Yeah. It's, it's constant, consistently compound. Yeah. So, so from that perspective, I think it's, it's good. Okay, it's uh, a fair point, interesting point. Shout out to Tanya, by the way. Welcome back. Oh, and congratulations. I still need to call Joel. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't pick it. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations from my side as well. I have also with Hive because, yeah, you're still kicking it. You and Joel are still kicking it. One of the few. So what else do you got, Diego? You got some more? The fun one. We're, I'm waiting for the fun one. Which one? Yeah, I've, I've, I'm looking for a, a, a fun one. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to go very specific. PlayStation controllers. Sexual benefit? Okay, okay. Now I have the benefit of the PlayStation controller. PlayStation controller is really specific, Diego. I, I have to clear your answer because now I'm really interested what you're going to say specifically about the PlayStation controller. Okay. So th- this was totally random, but relevant for me, I- I'd say, because 
I actually own only a PlayStation 5 controller. I do not own a console anymore. I do not own games anymore. I literally only own the PlayStation 5 controller. And <laughs> I'm so confused right now, but what? yeah, I use that to play video games on the computer because it's more ergonomic for me. It's more game-like, like mouse and keyboard was like back in the day. I can completely and, understand that. And the, the PlayStation controller is very, especially the PlayStation 5, they designed it like really optimally, like with the feedback and everything. So with thrills, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I get it. Such a random one. Yeah. Um, okay. And the downside? I, I can't really think of an immediate downside, but I, I guess a downside would be you can't use it with other consoles, but then again, it's, things are getting more interoperable. <laughs> There's actually a law being passed. I think it's in Europe. They're busy with a law. I think I saw this controversy passed yeah. by slightly something about gacha games and MMOs. No, actually, this is a law about all mobile chargers oh. having the same part. I like the universal charging, like yeah. USB-C standard. This would be really big. Considering Apple would have to adjust its product, they will still have an Apple charger, which they will say, if you charge your phone with another yeah. phone, phone charger than Apple, we, we won't reimburse you. But, but still. Yeah, they're slowly moving to the USB-C standard. Yeah. Right? yeah. But uh, <laughs> they haven't. Yeah. Uh, the Apple will find a way to, to, to get your money. But they are moving towards the law or the USB-C standard. So it, it's really, really interesting from, from that perspective. Okay. Yeah, so that, that was the, the random fun one. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give you a fun one. Uruyari. Uh, one positive and, and one negative about Oruyari. Oruyari and Suriname specifically, right? No, just okay. Oruyari in general. Uh, Oruyari in general? You, you will move towards Suriname quickly enough. For, for those who are not familiar with, with the concept of Oruyari, it's actually the world celebrates New Year's Eve. And in Suriname, we celebrate Old Year's Eve basically because literally Well, Oruyari is New Year's Oruyari. Eve. The Eve is the day before. Yeah. Okay. So we have New, New Year's, Year's Day New Year's, and New Year's, New Year's Eve. Year's Eve. Yeah. yeah. New Year's Eve. Which is, but, but literally translated, it's not New Year's Eve. It's old, old year. That's the literal translation. The literal but, uh, translation for us. But, uh, old, old year. Contextual translation is that. It's New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but go ahead. What, what makes Oruyari? What's a positive about Oruyari and what's a negative? I'd say positive, I, I really don't pay much mind to it anymore, especially in recent years, but I'd say a positive is it is a like universal point in time throughout the year where people pay attention. Okay. It's time to reflect or to reset. It, it's like a, 
a awareness button, like, okay, something's happening and to recalibrate. I'd say that's a positive. Regardless of if you do it like big or nothing, you are aware that. Uh, do you have New Year's resolutions? No. Okay. I have you know. at any point had that? I contemplated it, but then I scrapped the idea. Okay. So you've never had, you have never written the New Year's no. resolution. Okay. No. Interesting. Okay. A downside. What's a downside about New Year's Eve? I guess the, a downside, especially with the current economic and world situation is that you get masses of people in celebration in certain areas of the world. If you're looking at New York, Vietnam, and things can go wrong where people, you know, converge in masses to celebrate, drink, etc. So that might be a downside. Interestingly, it doesn't go that already that much. No, no, no. But it's I'm, negative. I'm just saying like when people yeah. converge, that the chances increase of things happening. Okay. You have any different pros and downs? Well, for me, what we are is basically, it's not that if you have events with somebody that you know, you're going to make events with people, but uh, the, the five is completely positive. Like it's the one time of the year that something that would really irritate you, you just let it slide because you're, you're happy. It's, it's so, so do you think the vibe at Oriari is, the, the positive vibe of Oriari is stronger than Christmas? It's different. Oh, oh. Yeah, they're very close to each other, but yeah. No, the, the, the biggest difference is Christmas is more of a family tradition. It's more of a family tradition. It's mm. Spending time with your loved ones, getting gifts. And also, I don't know how it is with you, but you get your best gifts when you're a, when, when you're a kid. Like, as you get older, Oh yeah. <laughs> the gifts, like at a certain point, people no longer know what to get you. So you just get shower gel or, or socks, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it just, those I, are just, I think socks are very interesting for yeah. some reason. <laughs> yeah. Socks, socks, like if, if people dare, because you also have to understand it's from, from the other perspective, it's kind of hard, like figuring out your uncle's shirt size, like, is it a large, is it a medium, is it an extra large, like what will fit, like, so, so Christmas is more with family and solid, solid answer by Tanya as well. Christmas is also for a lot of people as church, going to church, like really celebrating, but, and this is also interesting perspective on why I asked the question in the first place, but I feel like Uriari is much more like you're thankful for everything and everybody. So it doesn't matter we meet on the street. On that day, everybody celebrates that they're human. Like we get to celebrate that they get to live another day. We get to celebrate that they made it through the year. So it's, it's a completely different feeling for me personally. Okay. 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 Cool. Yeah, that that's most of what I had. I can go on, but I, I don't want to go too much over time. 
and open to many cats. So the reason I have the question is two weeks from now, not next week, but a week after that, I might also be doing this show from a different location. And it has to do with the fact that Sudifesta is considered as the Surinamese car- carnival. Mm. And I, I wouldn't call it a study, but I researched on why Suriname doesn't have a proper carnival tradition. And the closest thing is, is in proximity to carnival would actually be the Afi Day, the Afi Fiedasen, would be the closest proximity wise, like time of the year, the concept of walking, the concept of walking in a parade and people standing on the side of the street to watch the parade go by. But there's an important aspect missing, and that's really the party aspect. And Afi Day is more about your health and less about the party aspect. Where Carnaval really also has a party aspect. But what I found out is that the countries where the Caribbean had the biggest or most powerful Carnival traditions were countries where the largest part of the population was Catholic, mm. Christian, but the Catholic part of, of, of Christianity. And that's one of the main reasons why Carnival is big in certain Caribbean countries. But it also is very interesting why Carnival is being celebrated in the south of the Netherlands and not in the north of the Netherlands. Okay. So for instance, Brava and Limburg, those are the two like main provinces of the Netherlands that celebrate Carnival. I think Ceylon as well, but I'm not sure. But they heavily celebrate Carnival because they're also largely Catholic based. So it might not be that there's still that much of a connection between the religion and Carnival, but the culture as where it came from has a lot to do with the, the re- religious a constellation of, of society, like the religious percentage of population that's that certain religion that where it traditionally came from. And you're going to do Surifesta where? From which country now? No, so we're not gonna do Surifesta from another country, but I'm going to seminar mm. on how Caribbean countries and certain European countries will continue with their with their carnival tradition. And it will be really interesting to see because I think the next carnival will be the first carnival where really things will pick up again and post-COVID carnival. So it will be interesting to see how they approach it and what they're looking for and how they feel it's going to work. Okay, that's going to be interesting. So will we need to... Yeah, we'll, we'll adjust schedules uh, later if you need to, but uh, yeah, I have no, I, I actually have seen the schedule, but I have to get back to you on that. Yeah. But, right. uh, but for next week, we're good, right? Yeah. For next week, we're just good. Uh, we might talk a little bit about oil and gas, but we might have a guest as well. All right. Awesome. With that being said, sorry for the late or the late posts on the older episodes. They've been <laughs> slogging off, but they'll get on the website soon enough. Don't you worry about that. With that being said, this was Social Confos. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back next week. See you next week. Same place, same time. Bye-bye.